0: The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers. And do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.
1: Want to become best friends with the single most powerful person in the country? radio.fm presents Perth Strings. Here's your host, Maria Retan.
2: Good afternoon and welcome to Perth Strings. I'm Maria Retan. Thanks so much for joining me today. You can catch Perth Strings right here every Tuesday at three o'clock Eastern Time. Each and every week, you'll learn how you and your company can corner the market on the most powerful consumer in the country, the 51% of us who control more than 80% of all the spending. The woman. Well, first up, I always like to check out media posts, and there was a little article on there by um, Gavin O'Malley called, Talk to Me, Women, Top Men as Social Media Communicators. I'm not surprised by that, and you probably aren't either, especially if you are a woman. But I thought it was interesting. Gavin O'Malley was talking about a study from Harris Interactive that was uh, conducted on behalf of... Um, a a provider called Reptel, And basically what it said is that women now dominate men in their use of social media as a communication tool. And 68% of women now communicate via social media compared to 54% of men in the United States. What I thought was interesting. And um, one in five expect to use social media more in the near future. Um, And of course, women are more likely than men. use more social media. Um, The other piece of information I thought was interesting is that among the 93% of U.S. population online, that guess what? We communicate with family um, online other than in person, and 60% of women do so through social media compared to 42% of men. So yeah, and we're not just talking face to face with our family members over at the dinner table, you guys. We're actually doing it via social media. If you have it, a young daughter or young son who's into texting, you know what I'm talking about. Um, And when given the option to choose one communication method to stay in touch with friends other than in person, 80% of women chose social media. Only 12% of men did so. Now, men are slightly more likely to use phones to communicate than women are. So I thought that was interesting. So what that tells you marketers is to communicate with women need to be on social media. If you didn't know that before, definitely know that now, but of course you knew that before because you guys are smart out there. Well, our first profile today is the reasonable luxury mom. Uh, this is a woman aged 35 to 45, married with kids under the age of 11 in the house, household income of between seventy-five and $250,000. She does stay home full time, average age of about 40. There's um, more than a million of these women out there. And, uh, in fact, this woman struggles a lot when it comes to her money, not because she doesn't have any. She does. But she really struggles with her desire to have luxury items, and then with her role of being a mom, basically taking care of the home and and the people in it. So she struggles with how much does she spend on herself versus how much she spends on her family to those things related to the household, like cars and vacations and other items. She loves luxury. In fact, she feels uh, that it's worth paying a little bit more to get quality goods, and she loves to travel. Around to factory outlet stores to look for really great quality things at those bargain-based prices. Um, her role of a mom she takes very, very seriously. Um, her kids have a significant impact on the brands that she buys, and you know she's willing to shop around to get better offers, to get better prices, and she knows what's her friends are thinking too. In fact, she listens to what her friends say about what stores influence them and that therefore influences where she shops as well. She does ask for their advice before buying new things and she is swayed by others. She readily admits it. She is willing to shop around, as I said before, but she does really like to go to her favorite stores and loves to buy the same brands over and over again, even though, again, she can be convinced to shop elsewhere. So when it comes to her brands, what is she purchasing? Well, she's purchasing Clinique, L'Oreal, for Victoria's Secret, Chanel. She's shopping at J Crew, Gap, Old Navy, Calvin Klein, and uh, she's driving Volvo, Mazda, Honda, and Audi. Um, Online and on the TV, and she is looking at Disney, Blockbuster, Amazon. Um, she's watching Disney and Nickelodeon on TV as well as Grey's Anatomy, HTTV. and she's looking at parenting magazines like Parenting, as well as Shape Real Simple, Family Fun, and Vogue. Well, my guest today knows all about moms, reasonable luxury moms and the many more types of moms out there. Her name is Stacey Dubroff. She's founder and CEO of Moms Central Consulting. She's been on the program before and we're so thrilled to have her on again you know she's an incredibly busy woman not only has she written three best-selling parenting books, but she's a regular guest on
3: many national
2: and local TV news and talk shows, and she also serves as brand corporate spokespersons and uh, works with her staff to really drive brand awareness and engagement on behalf of her clients. So excited to talk about Stacey around some new research that she's conducted about moms, their ages and stages, and what really motivates their actions. More from Stacy when Purse returns. After the break.
0: This webmaster radio.fm program is presented by AFCONEvents.com, AFCON Events.com. Dive deep into five days of digital marketing education and information at AFCON's inaugural Digital Marketers Cruise, March 17th to the 21st, 2012. Be a sponsor, exhibitor, or registered today at AFCONEvents.com.
1: Okay, time for something we can all relate to. Shopping. First strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers. In 500 yards, C P A Way will be on your right. You have reached your destination.
0: and honor is just ahead at cpaway.com From the creators of We Build Pages experience the power of the internet marketing ninja an exclusively trained army of nearly 100 in-house ninjas mastered in the arts of social media local marketing, content creation SEO reporting and yes link building the internet marketing ninjas will release a new version of their legendary tools to the public visit the internet marketing ninjas booth at pubcon 2011 vegas or visit imninjas.com. the ninjas
1: are coming
0: oh yeah my day is done time for happy hour you're already done for the day Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Start your search engine. Listen your servers into overdrive. It's WebmasterRadio.fm steering you into the winner's circle webmasterradio.fm. We're everywhere.
1: First Strings is back with the inside track on today's woman. Here's your host, Maria Retan,
2: And welcome back to Purse Strings. Joining me today is Stacy Dubrov. She's the founder and CEO of Mom Central Consulting. Stacey, welcome
3: back to the program. It's so delightful to be back on your show, Maria. I've always uh. loved all the topics that you cover and Um, It's just such an interesting um, area right now uh, with the overlay of social media and and trending what's happening within the women and and my focus, the mom space. Oh, it is, isn't it? I
2: feel like it's ever-changing. And you certainly, with Mom Central Consulting, try to keep your – your finger on the pulse of everything, and it is a 24-7 world with social media. Um, <laughs> you know, those of us in marketing, it's hard enough to try to stay ahead of our, our customers and our consumers who, it seems like, are, is adopting something new every second, and I know you just came off of the Marketing to Moms conference. Um, I was unable to go, but talk about all the great information shared at that conference. I can only imagine. How was the conference this year?
3: The conference was amazing. One of the things I love about the Marketing to Moms conference in particular is that the presentations are, are amazingly spot on, um, very provocative. People spend a lot of energy and, and thoughtfulness about what's trending um, what and how that has implications, larger implications for, for marketing within um, women and in particular for marketing moms within the mom space. And I think that the other thing I love about the event is it's very it's very connective. And so oftentimes we go to conferences that can either have good or bad content, but we just don't meet anyone there. And, and one of the amazing things about this conference is you come away um, in deep conversations with tons of people about what is the latest, what's happening, and how that sort of um, affects all of us in, in terms of uh, marketing and, and driving results uh, for the businesses we work with.
2: I know. I always learn something, or actually more than one thing, many, many new things every time I attend one of those conferences, and I know this year would have been one of those years. I know you were there sharing some really great new information, um, some new research actually that you conducted a little bit earlier this year around the ages and stages of mom. Tell us a little bit more about what you found
3: out. One of the things that we want to look at, because we work with about um, 200 brands a year um, doing social media efforts and connecting them with mom consumers, one of the things that we, we often would get posed by a brand is uh, a very specific target. We want to reach Gen Y moms. We want to reach tail-end boomer moms. Um, and, um, but then there were also efforts to reach all the moms of toddlers. You know, we want to reach specific ages and stages um, versus boomers, Gen Y, um, Gen X, and millennials. And so one of the things that we started thinking about and, and that, that provoked us to do a very intensive research project was that for the first time, generations have stepped out of lockstep about when women are becoming moms. So in a generation prior, um, predominantly the boomers' um, generation, everybody had their kids when they were in their early 20s. And so the ages of the kids and the generations of the moms matched up. Mostly it would be the same generation all having young kids. But now you can have a baby when you're 48 and you can have a baby when you're 22 and so the the question that we wanted to look at was what do you more identify with the ages and stages so does a forty eight year old or a fifty year old and a twenty two year old have more in common because they both are parents of a one year old or newborn, or do they have more in common with their generation and so we undertook a, a very extensive research project where we Surveyed, we have a testing panel of about um, twenty thousand moms that are very digitally connected. They're they're across all, balanced across the spectrum from all different measurements of socio um, economic and demographics. And we had t- nine hundred moms complete a survey that took about an hour for them to fill out. And one of the um, one of the things that we came away with was some very surprising findings. We asked them all about parenting attitudes. We asked them about um, social media, how brands were marketing to them, how they identified themselves. And what came out was that we we thought we'd see differences. Everyone talks about digital natives of the millennials. But what happened instead is we saw that once women have kids, they enter what we are calling Generation Mom. And they have a remarkable amount of similarities. They um, share into core parenting values and those parenting values converge around I want to spend more time with my kids I feel guilty when I don't and I feel guilty that the times that I am with them I'm in a bad mood or stressed out because so many women are working mm-hmm. and so um, Maria that was one of one of the sort of um, parenting values that converged but then what we next took away from that was to say okay so these, so um, moms are really concerned about contentment and, and, um, it's, and about the happiness of their kids and about being available, and that higher messaging transcends all ages and stages and all of these um, different generational demographics. So what's interesting and, and sort of what came out uh, alongside of core parenting values, which I think is really important in marketing, Um, because I think that these were moms, but I think it's true of women in general, is that generationally the one difference we found is that boomers tend to have a ton of close, not a ton, but they have five or six or eight really close friends and they talk to their friends about everything. But increasingly as we moved away from Um, the families we've grown up with, as we are working and and may or may not have as much similarities with colleagues, as we feel disconnected and um, sort of swept into the worlds around our kids. And what we're doing is that there's a growing feeling of isolation among moms, um, particularly those with kids 11 and under, which was the focus of our study. And so what's happened is that social media, which became so available because of the inexpensiveness and the ease of use. So where it used to be that to get expertise you had to follow a pathway like I did and write books and go on there and speak and be in national media. Now moms could share information via blogs. They could um, go online through um, platforms which have converged down primarily to Twitter and Facebook. And so what's happened is that people are going out to find communities of commonality on the internet through forums through blogs through um facebook and twitter and the connections that they have even um we see increasingly marketing creeping into linkedin and those communities of commonality have become sources of recommendation and so you might turn to a set of you might look online for different interests whether it's looking for people who read the same books that you do who um, live in your neighborhood who have who have Kids that have um, a particular struggle that your kids are doing, um, whether it's like attention um, disorder or whether it is, um, uh, you know, potty training, it could be it could be any range. And as as women and moms in particular have gone out to fill the um, what used to be the backyard fence with this um, part of connectivity, what's happened is that it has allowed social media has generated a recommendation culture. And that recommendation culture um, is really, really powerful. Um, and would you be interested? Should I share some of the things that are happening within the recommendation culture? Oh,
2: absolutely, yes. And I'm just I'm letting you talk because I find this to be so fascinating. Okay. I I'm <laughs> I'm specifically fascinated by the paradox of the fact that we've got a whole group of women out there who've become more isolated. Mm-hmm. In this day and age of more connectivity, you know, and I think that is yeah. is a paradox. Um, is. Clearly, social is. media is filling that hole, and it and it's driving this recommendation that you talk about. But I just, you know, I'm just kind of that's a big aha.
3: It is um, very ironic that at a time where we're overwhelmed with online connections, and how are we supposed to keep up with our. Facebook friends, and how are we supposed to keep up with all the business friends and the virtual ability to share information. If anything, we're moving into um, sort of mastering how to curate what what indeed information um, we pay attention to within social media. Um, There is this isolation because um, people feel like they're more on their own. Um, They don't have the real-life friends and the depth of friends or when they are with their friends. They're so busy talking about um, big-topic things. They're not going to ask them about... Um, particular, It could be anything from taboo topics like heavy periods to um, how to deal with your mother-in-law, unless that comes up. But you might go online to a whole forum of people talking about um, how do you manage um, parenting and value differences between your parenting style and your, let's say, in-laws. And so what happens is this, this movement, it, it's created a movement away because there's less personal things Uh, uh, people that you can turn to in your real life and say, what do you recommend? What laundry detergent do you use? And um, instead, when you get together, you're talking about much bigger issues like relationships or how your kid's doing. And so what's happened, and there's been a rise of online sources of recommendation from online friends, um, product rating recommendations. And we see this. Even with people we don't know, when we go to sites like Amazon and we read reviews and we try to decide based on the articulateness of the review and what someone's saying, how much they sound like somebody we would trust their recommendation on. And um, and in fact, um, moms, the move into mobile is happening when moms are seeking recommendations right at the moment of purchase. Can I ask people about this? Can I send a picture of this to my um, husband or to my um, friends and ask them what they think about this product, or can I go online and search it? And so what's happened is, in our research, we found 96% of moms trust products more after they've done their own research, and 90% trust products more after hearing about them from friends. Um, and lastly, 82% read product reviews online before buying a brand that they haven't tried. And what's interesting about this is, as the online culture has come up, and and um, people are being um, looking for a more broad base of recommendations, and because we would rather not buy something that somebody else like us says not to do. What's also happening, um, which is tied in uh, to the not just the rise of social media, but also the economic lingering um, recession that we've experienced, is that moms have become untethered from brand loyalties. And what this means is that when we grew up, we often had families where we said we are a Crest family or a Tide family, or um, it, it, there were brands that we just thought of as as Heinz ketchup. These are things that 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 are the family brands. And what's happened is that When moms go out to look for bargains or they hear about other things, so let's say that you um, have always bought Land O'Lakes Lakes butter, but then somebody comes and tells you, you know what, the Trader Joe's generic butter is awesome. You should buy it. And and either you get that recommendation or you realize that it's um, less expensive or you see a sale promotion going on and so you try the generic grocery store butter instead of the branded butter. And um, and what's happened is the willingness to switch brands is very high. And, in fact, 66% of the moms we interviewed said brands just aren't that important to me. And only 50% consider themselves around different brands to be brand loyalists, which means that never before in marketing have, have consumers been more easily won or more easily lost. Because a recommendation, a strong recommendation or a strong incentive around that recommendation, which is a significant coupon, can completely change um, the purchasing behavior of of moms um, as consumers, and I think that that extends to women as well because so many of the uh, people within our our um, rubric are are both we're doing marketing campaigns to them as moms but also to them as women. And so the two reasons that moms will switch brands is if friends love a brand to recommend it or to save money. And mm-hmm. so 70% of moms said they would gladly switch brands if offered a significant coupon. And what's amazing about this is it sort of explains why so many brands are looking at social media as a marketing forum, not because not only – does social media and the online connectivity that we have enable us to, to rapidly share and gather opinions so that somebody can say, I, you know, you say, I'm looking for someplace to go to the holidays, and if somebody says, you've got to try this, or whatever you do, don't go to this, this vacation spot, we went and had a horrible time, those recommendations are, are swinging opinions so much that they actually lead to conversion in terms of how we act. And, um, you know, a poignant story of this um, came home when um, somebody in our community, our Mom Central community, said, whatever you do, don't go to this one um, family resort in the Caribbean. And I was like, oh, gosh, this is a really compelling story. And, and then it ended up that the brand came as a client, and I said, well, you know, I'm not sure we can work with you because I heard this story that said, don't go to you. <laughs> oh, no. And it was oh, no. the power of word of mouth because I actually had to, I had to like I was so skeptical about and it turned out they had tri- they had changed ownerships and changed cooks and changed um who was managing the property and but even so the power of word of mouth will keep us from taking action we see that when some when a friend that or somebody online that we really trust their opinion says to us this book was terrible the ending ruined it whatever you do don't read this book. Mhm.
2: You know It's interesting because, uh, and we're going to have to take a quick break, but when we come back, I do want to talk to you about, because of the lore of saving money, because of the lore of that strong recommendation that you talked about, and the fact that only 50% of moms are even considering themselves to be brand loyalists, I am curious what can companies do, if anything, frankly, to try to keep, keep that female customer
1: coming back to them in a regular way. We're going to
2: have Stacey tackle that question in return in just a moment.
1: Okay, time for something we can all relate to. Shopping. Purse strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers.
0: rankings let top seos give you peace of mind Topseos.com, the independent authority on search vendors two one booster ignition ascend into new heights of ranking and revenue with a search engine friendly online shopping cart that's ready for liftoff Introducing Ascender Cart. Ascender Cart optimizes your shopping cart with easy-to-use SEO tools that will help build keywords, titles, and tags for top search engine rankings. Get all of the advantages of having a shopping cart on your site and monitor your progress with regular reports in just a click. Prepare to launch your shopping cart to the top of the search engines with Ascender Cart. Learn more about what Ascender Cart can do for you at AscenderCart.com. A-S-C-E-N-D-E-R-C-A-R-T dot com. On the road. On the boat. Working out. Or up in the air. Now you can listen to WebmasterRadio.fm on the go from anywhere. Look for WebmasterRadio.fm on TuneIn. Available for download on your iPhone, iPad, Blackberry, Android, Palm, Samsung, and Windows Phone. As well as Google TV, Yahoo TV, and Roku. Tune in to WebmasterRadio.fm on the go from anywhere by downloading tune in right now webmasterradio.fm we really are everywhere webmasterradio.fm welcome to the place your competitors get their edge jump on it we're here for you 24 7
1: First strings is back with the inside track on today's woman here's your host maria retan
2: I've been chatting today with Stacey DeBraw, founder and CEO of Mom Central Consulting. We've been talking about some really insightful research results around mom and kind of the ages and stages. What really binds moms together? Is it the age of their children or where they are with the age, their own personal age? Some really interesting things out of that. We were just talking, though, about kind of this this willingness to be bought, if you will, uh, by the lure of saving money or by the very strong recommendation of those virtual friends or even strangers who have a strong recommendation out there for product or service. Which leads me to my next question, Stacy: is in this day and age, can companies do anything anymore to keep mom coming back, even if they have been lured away by a coupon or a strong recommendation?
3: You know, I think that that the lessening of this brand loyalty that's going on with moms as consumers um, presents both a threat but a real opportunity for brand teams. So that when the one thing is that that is underlying the the thing that that binds moms and binds consumers to brands is moving from an, an era of marketing where there was a lot of top-down messaging. The brand would say, you should like us, buy us, um, because here are all the features of our product or a new product. And now companies and brands are being challenged to actually build relationships with their consumers. And so one of the ways that you can... Um, by loyalty, um, in terms of it's not, and that's a wrong phrase because it's really not something it's bought; it's earned. Is to think about um, not on past purchasing habits and, and targeting a demographic, but how um, you can tailor messages and, and that you can wrap yourself around a dynamic that you can make them feel that they are one of you. So if I say, well, I feel like I'm a Heinz ketchup mom, and I really, the brand is reinforcing and um, doing things to thank me for my loyalty to them or or providing me with content or um, helping me to feel that the relationship is there or sending me coupons that, that I view as significant because we know that coupons also swing, I think that in this new marketing paradigm of relationship building, the relationships, and we know this in our own lives, is that when you have a friendship or a relationship with somebody, it's what keeps you loyal because you feel personally connected. It's not just I'm going to um, buy this product, but instead um, it's feeling connected. An example of a company that has done that brilliantly is Apple. And so when... The whole essence of their brand makes you feel like I'm a Mac user, or I am an iPod, iPad, I'm an i consumer, and, um, and the ethos of feeling in relationship with them, and this sort of um, surprise and delight uh, around what they do and stay and communicate, or even the personal touch of their genius bars where you go in and there's so many staff and you feel like the brand has a relationship persona. You can talk to somebody. Um, You have that accessibility. I think that that's one of the things that's really helped um, Apple um, go from being really a minor player. I, I remember when the vast majority of everything was with PC-based is to becoming such a powerhouse in marketing because they've really grown relationships. And, and I think that across the board we see brands um, building relationships, and, and part of it is incentives. I mean, obviously people like free stuff, they like sampling, they like um, things that make them feel connected, but also it's sort of um, the embeddedness into their actual messaging and um, identification with some of these larger core values um, that the consumers have.
2: Well and I know to you at Mom Central Consulting this is what you do right I mean you you really work with brands to get in front of moms and activate them and engage them and start forming those relationships so that it's it's a lot harder to get them to walk away from that product or service. Um, we had just a few minutes left, Stacy, but I am curious if you want to share a little bit about some of the tools you use there at Mom Central Consulting uh, to really activate Mom.
3: Well, what we do when we think about um, a brand that's trying to reach the mom demographic is we say, first of all, who are their enthusiasts? Who loves this product already? Um, if it's an existing product or who loves the category, you know, if you love Greek yogurt and there's a new Greek yogurt, how do you find people who love it but are open to try a new product? And so one of the things we do is igniting brand enthusiasts. And, and what we try to do and to move in large numbers for brands, whether we're doing this for Whirlpool and their uh, new top-of-the-line washer and dryers or Belsh and Loam, who wants to reach teens to, for daily um, disposable contacts, or P&G, who's doing uh, family movies that are airing in primetime, to um, FedEx or, or um you know, Johnson & Johnson, what we try to do is say, who are the brand enthusiasts and who are the most influential among those enthusiasts on a platform that matters in terms of driving results for the brand? So the the enthusiasts might be on. They might be bloggers who leave um, very articulate, written, um, lasting um, sort of um, written dialogue about their relationship to a brand. Um, as opposed to, I just read uh, in a recent article that the half-life of most activity on social media is about 20 minutes. <laughs> so if you post something, <laughs> it's like gone. Um, the, uh, the next thing is, um, the reason you wanna build brands, so we might be building large-scale brand um, ambassador programs for ABC, the View and General Hospital, 250 ambassadors in motion, or for Infantino, how do you get test drive and moms to post reviews online, and so forth. And then the other thing is, by building ambassadors, we try to, to use the people who love a brand and who are in a relationship with a brand to answer what, what we call the negators, people who are critical, who have problems, who don't like the brand. How can you have the enthusiast around them out instead of the brand sort of taking a defensive, um, head-on position um, against um, people that don't like it? An example of that is we do a year-long campaign for um, Ringling Brothers. And PETA really was committed to to protesting the circus as long as any animals were in it. And the moms that were participating, there were about 800 mom activators and ambassadors, and and they said, look, we have to agree to disagree. You just can't um, ruin the experience of us taking our kids, so you need to back down. And and the enthusiasts really, um, in terms of just airspace and amount of time and brand sentiment, really answered the negators. And then what you want to do is also you might need to change brand awareness, brand image, and all three of these things drive to retail. So in the example of Feld, which was Ringling Brothers and um, was also their Disney on Ice, we tied it to a very specific mom code on Ticketmaster and were able to show a million dollars in tickets they would have never sold but for the social media program. And so it's really powerful then ultimately to show how these engagements powerfully can can drive business results from Mm -hmm. um, most often is, uh, you know, in terms of an ROI is sales.
2: Right, and sentiment, to your point of Ringling Brothers, right? Really trying right. To, change to change sentiment as well. Right, because when you want to change brand
3: awareness or brand impression, often in order to increase um, people's usage of a brand, their feelings about a brand, you need to um, answer um, sort of a criticism and change your perception of a brand that might um, be, be highly negative. Yeah,
2: Stacey, you're always great, always have a wealth of information, (laughs) and we always run out of time. Thank you so much for coming back on the program, and congratulations on this latest research project. And I'm sorry I missed you at at Marketing to Moms. Hopefully I can catch you at Marketing to Women coming up in April.
3: Absolutely, and I encourage everyone um, also to learn more to come to our website, which is momcentralconsulting.com.
2: Absolutely. That was my next plug, momcentralconsider.com, <laughs> for sure. I wouldn't leave the show without mentioning that. Stacey, thanks oh, again. Thanks
3: so much, Maria. It's delightful to talk to you. I'm so glad that um, you, you take on um, so many of the interesting topics you do on Purse Strengths.
2: Oh, it's fun. I get to talk to people like you every week. It's very exciting. And so, and my producer, George, too, he's become a marketing to woman expert just listening in, haven't you, George? Absolutely. <laughs> Thanks to Stacey. Thanks to George for another great show. And please join me again for another edition of Purse Strings right here next Tuesday at 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Until then, make it a great one.